And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. While I was studying, the Lord just placed a a psalm in my heart I want to share with you. Um, Psalms 121. I was interrupted preparing to continue from Acts chapter 7, and the Lord said to me, I want you to tell my people that I will help them. Amen. So the title of my sermon this morning is God will help you. Amen. God will help you. Psalms 121. And I'm going to skip the introduction of this psalm and get into a lot of what the Lord laid on my heart to share with you. Psalm chapter 1, chapter 121. Uh, verse 1 reads, I will lift up mine eyes. Very familiar psalm. I lift up mine eyes to the hills. From whence cometh my help? Verse 2 reads, My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. Can you read verse 3 and 4, please? Verse 5 reads, The Lord is my keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. My, what a blessing. Verse 6, the sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. Verse 7, and it is yours. Even forevermore. What a blessing. The Lord is my help. Isn't that a blessing? Forevermore. Forevermore. Amen. You may be thinking this morning, thank you for those of you who are looking with us. Glory be to God. We thank you. Tell somebody we're about to break bread. Let's come together. Amen. As we textually walk through this psalm. As I said, I'm going to introduce, I'm, I'm going to overlook the introduction of this psalm as the background and the history and get right into it. Because there is a lot in there we need to discuss. God wants you to know that he will help you. If you're looking this morning, God sent me this morning to tell you that he will help you. Amen. We live in a time when we need all the help we can get from the Lord. Amen. Every moment, every hour, every day, we are all in need of the Lord's help to one degree or another. (laughs) The problem is sometimes, unfortunately, we look in the wrong places. How many of you can agree that sometimes we look for help in the wrong places? Ah, glory be to Jesus. You know, Acts chapter 17, verse 28 and 27, in Paul's speech to the Bereans, you don't have to turn there, in Paul's speech to the Bereans, in Acts chapter, Acts chapter 17, verse 27 and 28, very familiar scripture, Paul said, though God be not far from everyone, God is not far from any one of us. Amen? It says, for in him we live, in him we move, In him, we have our being. Isn't that a wonderful thing? In God, we live. Sometimes it doesn't feel that way. Mm, In him, we live. In God, we move. In God, we have our very essence. Because we are spirit. Amen? And God is spirit, brothers and sisters. Oh, glory be to Jesus. We have access to God's help every moment of every day. And since we need to remember that, we have access to God's help every moment, every day. And I'm not sure why sometimes we question whether God will help us. You know, sometimes we do that. Situations, circumstances, experiences, sometimes after having gone through them, we question whether God will help us. And so he sent me this morning to remind you that he will help you. No situation, no circumstance is too small or insignificant for God's assistance. I want you to keep that in mind this morning. Amen? Since, look, as long as there is a devil who rose like a lion, you know how he rose. He rose through thoughts. Mm? He rose how? Through thoughts. Not necessarily through people. Because the battle is in the mind. 
You remember Isaiah chapter 59 verse 19. It says, when the enemy comes in like a flood. How he comes in like a flood? It's a flood of thoughts. Because what he wants to do, he wants to get into emotions. Everything is conceived in the emotions, brothers and sisters. Everything is conceived in our emotions. Goodness. The seed for goodness is conceived in our emotions. The sin is conceived in our emotions. And after conception, inevitably, there is what? Action. That's correct. Action. But more specifically, after a female is conceived. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So we got to know how he comes. He comes through, he comes through, through a flood of thoughts. And they, prof the, they invoke an emotion. And that is where you and I need to get to fight the battle, brothers and sisters. Amen. We need to fight that battle. That's where we need to know what's happening. That is where he gets us every time. And God sent me to tell you this morning. Lift up your eyes to the hills. Amen. From where your help comes. Oh, what a blessing. Amen. He may come like a flood seeking to devour. Amen. But we have God. We have God. Amen. You know, we live in a time when you are exposed to danger more than we are aware of. Whether it's in our houses, on the job, locally or abroad. Since we live in dangerous times. <laughs> we live, brothers and sisters, the Bible call it perilous times, dangerous times. Amen. But don't you be concerned. God sent me here to remind those of us who are still doing life in our own strength. Are you with me, saints? Still doing life in your own strength. It's not by might, not by power, but by his spirit. You and I cannot risk doing life in our own strength. You'll fail, I'll fail every time. You need to understand and know where your help comes from. Yes. Yes. They, these days are getting worse. And so this psalm is helping instruct us and inspire us to rest ourselves and our trust in God. Mm, glory be to Jesus. And so in verse 1 and 2, David is assuming, is assuring himself of God's help. That's what you and I need to do. He says, I will. I will. Who, who, who will? I will. I will. I'm going to make a choice. It's not based on how I feel. I am going to do that. My mother can't do it for me. My father can't do it for me. My pastor can't do it for me. I am going to do that. I'm going to look up to God. A volitional choice I'm making. We all have to make that choice. We all have to make that choice just like the psalmist did. I mean how often when we are faced with a test or a trial or affliction... We choose to look down in self-pity or round at adverse circumstances rather than gazing and looking to God to where our help comes from. It's time we start living the Christian life methodically. Can you say, I will? I will. Yeah, I will. Yes, affirm that. I will. I will. I will lift up mine eyes from whence cometh my help. Glory be to Jesus. There's a song that goes like this. I remember it says, you are more than enough. More than enough. You are El Shaddai, the God of plenty, the all-sufficient one, God Almighty. You are more than enough. Think about that. More than enough. Oh, what a blessing. Amen. More than enough. More than ever since you and I, we need to encourage ourselves of that particular truth. You, we need to encourage ourselves. We've got to be courageous. Or else, if we are not courageous, we lose ourselves. We lose our voice. Mm? And just join one of these bandwagons so we can blend into the crowd and be squeezed into the mold of the world. Let me say that again, brothers and sisters. You and I have to be sure where our help comes from. We got to encourage ourselves of where our help comes from. 
We've got to be courageous. And you may ask, what does it mean to be courageous? This is what it means. To be courageous is to keep doing the right thing in the face of wrong. Are you with me? That's why God told you. Because sometimes some things are going to seem insurmountable. Mm? Some experiences are going to seem insurmountable. You got to be courageous. You got to keep doing the right thing. Even when everything is heading south. Now that's courageous. That's why God told Joshua. Only be. Be strong and be courageous. Because you're going to face some giants. You got to know where your help comes from. Joshua. And over and over and over and over in Joshua chapter 1, God, God told him to be courageous. Because there are some giants that you're going to face. We are facing some giants now. They are not people, they may be situations, circumstances, problems and issues. Last week we dealt with, we spoke about horses, amen? And God expects us to contend with the horses. You and I need to know where our help comes from. If we're going to contend with the horses, because you and I cannot contend with horses in our own strength. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Amen. So can you say, Lord, I thank you for your help. Yes, yes, yes. Lord, I thank you for your help. Amen. You would agree with me that sometimes, brothers and sisters, it is not easy to stay encouraged. It is not. You got to talk to yourself. You remember, right? You got to what? Talk to yourself. Yes, because so many thoughts are coming every second, every day, and they contradict God's word. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, we got verse 4 around here. It says the weapons of a warfare are not carnal. How many of you know that we are at war? It's, it's not a war you can fight in your own strength. Stop trying to fight the war in your own strength. It is not about you. The devil is not after you. He's after the word that's in you. That's what he's after. That investment that's in you. That's what he's after. He wants to make it ineffective. That's why the Bible says when Jesus gave the parable of the sower, he said, he said the devil comes for the word. That's what it comes for, the word, not for you. He's after that word in you. Because if he can get rid of, if he can get you to doubt that investment, he's got you. He's squeezed you into the mold of this world and you're just, a, you lose your voice. Oh, glory be to Jesus. David said, I had fainted. Unless I had believed to see <laughs> the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Psalms 23 verse 13. He said, I had fainted. And this is what he meant. He said, I, 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 I and, and I know some of you can identify. He said, and I'm interpreting. Amen. You can put anything there you want to. But, but here's, what, here's what I think he was saying. He said, some of the things I saw. Psalms 27, 13. He said, some of the things I saw, I would have fainted. Some of the things I've heard, some of the experiences I've had in this life. <laughs> he said, the way some people did me. He said, the way life came upon me to swallow me, I would have fainted. Unless I had believed. Anybody here believing? <laughs> you got to believe. To see the goodness of the Lord in this land. Oh, glory be to Jesus. I'm not sure about you. I've made up my mind to see the goodness of the Lord. Amen. I've made up my mind to see what? The goodness of the Lord. I'm going to say it. Amen. David said, I had fainted unless I'd believed to see the goodness of the Lord. Amen. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Tell your neighbor, I'm not fainting. I'm not fainting. I'm going to live to see the goodness. Yes, I'm going to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Jesus prayed in, in Matthew chapter 6 verse 10. He said, thy will be done 
thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. He said, thy will be done where? On earth as it is in heaven. Let earth reflect heaven. God's will hasn't changed. That is still Jesus' prayer. Amen? I love that prayer. So he said, I will lift up my eye. I will lift up mine eyes onto the hills. And I believe one of the reasons, and I can identify with that psalm so much, because one of the reasons he said, he resolved to, I will lift up my eyes. Because you see, in the past, he lifted up his eyes to people. <laughs> I can identify with that Sam Miss Pat. You see, in the past, he lifted up his eyes to people, to friends and acquaintances and people you call, that's my dog. <laughs> I witness people whom I thought had it going on, people whom I thought had my back, not knowing that they wanted to break my back. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? He said, now I'm going to stop looking around. <laughs> ah, glory be to Jesus. Sometimes it takes that much to get us to start looking up. It takes humans disappointing us and failing us and doing us in. God tells you that the arm of flesh will fail you. God has, he told you so. And that's the truth. God cannot lie. Amen. Yes. Titus 1, 2. God cannot lie. Romans 3, 4. God is not a man that he should lie. Numbers 23, 16. God, <laughs> how many times must God tell you he does not lie? Yes. So if he tells you the arm of flesh is going to fail you, the arm of flesh. Yes. Glory be to Jesus. And so he said, from now, I'm going to stop looking at the creation but rather i'm going to look to the creator mm? Mm? i'm going to look up look up look up you know in the early <laughs> the reason why i said i can identify with this scripture here is because in the in the in the early days of this ministry when things were tight you know sometimes things there was a month at the end of the money I, let me say that again in the early days of this ministry when there was more month at the end of the money, when there was things were tight, I would volunteer how tough it, how tough it was to anybody who did not ask. I hope you get what I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was just a desperate attempt to get the listeners to help me or help us financially. You know, sometimes you don't, have to, you don't have to ask, Andrea, but the way you are telling me, you're asking me. Yeah. I, well, you know, some of you, I guess I'm the only person who've ever done that. So, some of you have never done that, amen? <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. You see, those, you see, during that time, I was looking at the creation. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. But one day, in, I think in 2014 or 2015, while walking back and forth here, one day just praying, believing God, and reading the Bible, oh, as I usually do when I pray, open the Bible. Mm? The Lord said to me, stop looking around. Lift your head, I am your source. Humans are not your source. Are you with me, saints? He said, I am your source. And he said, I will help you. And that is why I'm convinced this morning that God sent me to tell you that he will help you. Whatever your situation is, it is not too small for God to help you. And if I may add, the reason why you're going through it is because you never ask God to help you. Let me move on here right now. The reason why you're going through it is because you've never asked God to help you. You think you can take things in your own hands. Well, let me tell you, good luck and congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Many of us tried it and we fell flat on our faces. Amen? And while I was praying during that time, since I, I, I don't know about you, but I'll tell you this much. And I'll say it over and over again. One of the greatest things I've ever done, one of the greatest accomplishments I've ever 
experience is that of memorizing scripture. And I'll tell you, while I was there walking back and forth, and the Lord said to me, I'm your source. Isaiah 41.10 came to me. It says, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. He said, I will uphold you with my right hand of righteous Kebo Sadabaha. Oh, oh, she has it here. It came up. He said, I will help you. If you're wondering whether God will help you, you came here so he can tell you, I will help you. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. I will help you. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Men, I lift my head up. I square my shoulder. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. And like David, I said, I would have fainted unless I choose to believe. When God said, I'll help you, I said, okay, I believe you, Father. I thank you. Glory be to Jesus. Nothing had happened as yet. But little by little, bit by bit, helps that manifesting. Amen? Since God will help you. Don't you doubt because of your current circumstances. Don't you doubt because of what's happening out there. God sent me to tell you he will help you. For that matter, in Isaiah chapter 41, three times, can you, three times God said I will help you. One for the Father, one for the Son, one for the Holy Spirit. Let's look at the two other places. So right here in Isaiah chapter 41 verse 10, he said where? He said what? I will now, now the, the beautiful thing I like about King James, now I know you all like these new versions. Nothing wrong with that. But King James has a way of being specific. The word thee here means there is thou, which means y'all. And there is thee, which means you personally. <laughs> so God is not tell, saying I'll help y'all. No, he's talking about you and you and you and me individually and personally that's why he has thee and not thou God is saying this help is personal to me <laughs> nobody's going to stop me I'm coming through for you thee you not you all how many of you believe God Oh, glory be to Jesus. Let's look at the other two verses. Let, let's look at the other places where he said, I will help you. Let's go to verse 13. Verse 10, 11, 12, 13. For I, the Lord, your God, will hold your right hand, saying unto... How many times do you have to say thee personally? Fear not, I will what? Lord Jesus, I give you praise. Isn't that a wonderful thing? I will help thee. Well, so you may be sitting here saying, well, you know, I, I don't think I need help. Don't you, don't you worry. The time is coming. You'll need it. <laughs> don't you keep on. The old folks used to tell me, just keep on living. <laughs> yeah, just, just keep on living. Amen. You'll need help. <laughs> Amen. The last verse, next door, verse 14, it reads, For I, thy, for I, the Lord, it says what? Sorry, fear not, for thou, you, you see, that's how we feel sometimes. How many of you, the truth be told, sometimes you feel like a worm? Let, let me tell you how you end up feeling like a worm. What the devil does, he comes in like a flood of thoughts. He takes your past and your failures and he drags it. Amen. And you sit there entertaining him. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then shortly thereafter, shortly tears, the tears start coming. Nobody, nobody spank you. <laughs> That's what the devil does because a thought invokes an emotion, an emotion produces a, an action, 
Are you with me? Because he wants you to act like a worm. But he must come through thoughts first. You need to understand how this works, brothers and sisters. You need to understand the war is between your two ears. And that is how the devil comes. That's what he does. So, so he, that's why God is telling Jacob, that's how you feel. You choose not to memorize the scripture and know what I see about you. So what you choose to do is embrace what the devil is bringing to you. He brings because the devil first has to weaken you and weaken me before he gets us to join him. And the way he weakens you is in the mind. Scripture says, as a man thinks in his heart, Proverbs 23, 7. Amen. So he wants you to get rid. He brings your past. That's what he always brings. He brings your past and your failure. And if you're not careful, you embrace it. Amen. You start feeling sorry for yourself. You start getting in your, in, we start getting in our emotions. We start, pity, we start being pitiful. And then all of a sudden we start saying things, you know, that. <laughs> Are you with me? So this is how you deal with it. This is how you, this is how the Bible says our help comes from the Lord. This is how we deal with it. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I think it's wrong. It starts from verse 4, 5, 6. It says, for the weapons 2 Corinthians chapter 10, sorry. For the weapons of a warfare are not the weapons, we're in a war. The weapons we have are not guns and bombs and B-52s and RPGs. Amen? For the weapons of a warfare are not what? But they are what? Through God to the pulling down of what? Yes, 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 strongholds. Sometimes, sometimes if you don't deal with the past, it's still there. Are you with me? The past, that's why the Bible says, Romans chapter 12, verse 3 and 4 says, you got to renew. Renewing the mind is getting rid of the strongholds. Are you with me? When you get rid of the strongholds, You've dealt with the devil. He doesn't have anything to bring upon you. Remembered when Jesus was going to the cross, he said, he said, the thief comes, but there is nothing in me. <laughs> he said, there is nothing in me he can bet me to use against me. Because I've taken care of that. I've dealt with that stuff. <laughs> oh, so he said, can you go back, back, to, back to our... I want, I want to show you how to deal so you'll never be pitiful again. Amen. You'll never be, be pitiful and start crying and start saying stuff. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4. For the weapons of a warfare are not carnal, but they are what? Mighty, Mighty through God. Pulling down of strongholds. There are some strongholds in there, amen? Strongholds, past failures you haven't dealt with. Praise God. I know about that. The devil had me crying. <laughs> oh my God. He would bring up my past and tell me how I've, he said, look at you, you were doing so well. You used to do this, you used to pray, you used to be in church every day. And now look at you, you failure, you worm. And then I would say, yes, Satan, yes. I know it's funny, but it happens. It happens to all of us. But I got something for him now. Can you go to verse 5? Verse 5 says, casting down. Imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. The knowledge of God is God's word. What God's word says about you. So when these thoughts come, you say, devil, in the name of Jesus Christ, I take that thought down. That's what you do. You tell the devil what God says about you. There may not be a Bible, so that's why scripture memorization is important. You got to memorize, I'm the first. And I'm, I'm not last. First Peter 2.9 says, I'm a chosen generation. I'm a royal priesthood. Devil, you're not me, you're bringing that. To bring that down, bring that to somebody else, not me. I am above only, not beneath. Who I am, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Where am I? I'm sitting in heavenly places. In Christ, what can I do? I can do all things through. <laughs> oh, you go down the line, amen. Are you with me, sir? That's what you. That's what you do. Everything that come against whom God, who God say you are in Him, you take it down, amen. You take it down. How do you take it down? You take every thought saying you got to say. How, how, what you got to do? 
You got to say. You cannot think it. Mm -mm -mm. You cannot do that. No. You got to say, I take that thought in the name of Jesus Christ. Mm, I put it under my feet. That's not what God's word says about me. And all of a sudden, all the emotions and all the feelings you had, it dissipates. That's what happens. If not, you and I, we're going to be emotionally inflamed. And then, and then, <laughs> then very soon we'll be. Praise the Lord, praise what Lord, praise what God. Because you bought into the devil's lies. Amen. God will help you. God always wants to help you. It doesn't matter. The Bible says, for God so loved Christians that he gave his only son. What did the Bible say? For God so loved the world. Christians and non-Christians. Are you with me? God loves the unsafe as much as he loves you and I. Yes. Think about that sense. Yes. People who don't care about God, they don't worship him, he still loves them. Yes. What about you? See where you are on Sunday morning. Oh, glory be to Jesus. So God said, I'll help you. And help here is an open-ended statement. An open-ended statement. So, I need you to, bro brothers and sisters, this verse right here, this verse right here, you need to know this verse. You need to memorize this verse because this is a war verse. Amen? You bring into captivity, what do you bring into captivity? Not human beings. Not your neighbor. Amen? Not your neighbor. Not your co-worker who... Who, who has problems with you? Yes, sir. Amen. You bring every thought to what? Of Jesus Christ. That's what you do. Every thought, you take it down. <laughs> oh, blessed be the name of. So God said, I'm going to help you. And I love the word help. It's an open ended statement. God is not promising help in a specific area. I'll just help you. Aid, whatever you need. Amen. So. God will help us in every area of our lives. Don't limit God. Help to one area. Amen. You've got to believe that God is going to do that. When you live here today, whatever your circumstances are, it doesn't matter what the problem is sense. Let me, let, me, let me suggest this to you. The next time you feel pain in your body, instead of jumping on the laptop to find out what pain in my head means, I know, I've seen Christian do I saw Christian did it and I just closed the laptop. <laughs> Find out what God says about you first. At least give it a try. Yeah. <laughs> Pastor, I was listening. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Pain in my knee, let me Google it. And there is such pain, uh, you know, there is an abscess. Oh my God! Sometimes, sometimes there is no abscess. <laughs> Anyhow. <laughs> I know, brothers and sisters, I've seen other sins. I, guess what? I used to do it. And one day God told, said to me, why don't you find out what I said first? About this particular area before you find out what the world says about it. He said, I'll help you. If you ask, but for some reason, automatically, we just behave as the world does. Well, anyhow, anyhow. Look, we have many instances recorded in the New Testament where Jesus offered to help. You remember the centurion in Capernaum saying, he came and he said, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick. The centurion in Capernaum, the centurion was a, a Jew or was he a Gentile? A Gentile. Can you say unsafe? Unsafe. Came to Jesus. Not a, he doesn't go to church. He's never at prayer meeting. Never at Bible study. Never reads the Bible. But he came to Jesus. And he said, Lord, my servant, not his child. Not, not a family member. His servant. 
<laughs> and he said, my servant is at home sick, uh, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. Jesus said unto him, he did not ask Jesus to come. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. What? He did not ask Jesus to come home. Jesus said, I'm coming here to say, no, you're not coming home. Just send the word. He said, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> what else do we need? Jesus wants to help. He wants to come. Anyhow, brothers and sisters, numerous scripture is replete with accounts where Jesus just offered to help people. And that's why God sent me to tell you this morning that he will help you. He will help you. If you allow him to, if you let him, he will help you. The man with the son possessed with a deaf and dumb spirit in Mark chapter 9. You remember that man who brought his son to the nine disciples who were, who were left when Jesus went on the Mount of Transfiguration. You remember that guy? He came and he had no faith. And he told Jesus, and Jesus said, how long has he been that way? And uh, he told Jesus from the time he was a baby boy. Possessed. And Jesus is out of compassion. Jesus proceeded. And he said to Jesus, he said, Lord, help us. And Jesus said to him, all things are possible to them that believe. And he said, Lord, I believe. Help. <laughs> what he said? Help my unbelief. You have somebody who's sinking in disbelief. And Jesus came and <laughs> Think about that, brothers. Haven't you ever sat and read the scripture and think about how good God is to unbelievers? What about you and I? You have to believe somewhere, somehow, something, somebody, some circumstance, some family member, some church, some devil has convinced us that God will not help us. But today I'm here to tell you, God sent me to tell you, he will help you. Change your mind concerning God. I told you I was on... Acts chapter 7. Man, I was coming with it too in Acts chapter 7. <laughs> Stephen's speech. <laughs> talking about Father. No, I love, to, I love talking about Father Abraham. And the Lord said to me, no. Psalms 121. I need my people to know that I'm ready, I'm willing, and unable to help them. Are you with me, saints? Glory be to Jesus. Can you give the Lord a hand? Thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. And I'm going to show this right here, this last. Amen. I'm going to show this to you and I'll be done. You know, God pulled me back. I got up and walked away and I looked at the psalm. Oh, God, I forgot to send this particular exhibit. But this is what, can you go back to the psalm? I meant to send this as an exhibit to show here. But go back to the psalm. Let me show this to you right here. Psalm 121. In verse 1, look at the amount of personal pronouns he used. Are you with me? With, with, I mentioned all the personal pronouns. Let me show you right here. The first personal pronoun he used here is, it says, I will lift up. Well, I know one of them will work. Mine eyes. Amen. Mine eyes unto the hills from where what? Cometh my help. Not our help. <laughs> you got to make that personal, brothers and sisters. That's what I'm saying. Don't talk about God, our Father. I know you help people and so on. No, no. God, it's me. It's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah you got you to make that. The psalmist make this personal. He said, this, something happens to your mind when you said, my help. It's me, mine's only God. Now that's when you zone in and you focus. Ah, glory be to Jesus. Ah, you get what I'm saying? That's when things start to work for you. 
Oh, glory be to Jesus. Can you go to verse, verse, I think verse 2, verse 2. Let's look at the other personal pronouns quickly. He continues. What, what are you saying? My help. And I'm going to jump ahead verse 2 quickly and just tell you. Notice what, no, no, notice what the, the Holy Spirit is doing right here. He said, in, before you think your help comes from the federal government. Now it's further down. It's further down in the message. But I realize now I got to jump ahead. Before you think your help comes from the federal government. From the Senate. Amen. From. Are you getting what I'm saying? Before you, th you think your help comes from the stimulus check. Yeah. He cut it short and tell you my help comes from the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? And notice what he says. He didn't just say Lord. He said the Lord which made heaven. <laughs> if God can make heaven and earth, what about your little problem? Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I give you praise. I give you praise. Oh God, I give you praise. Hey, glory be to God. <laughs> no, no, no. How did God create the earth? The Bible said He said. <laughs> in other words no big deal yeah. he spoke the universe and he said stay <laughs> anyhow anyhow <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying so in comparison to what God did and what God made and how God has helped what about your problem and my problem no big deal that's what God is saying the little thing you're asking no big deal the problem is you got to believe God and we have a generation of people who've been to church all their lives and yet still cannot believe God what a travesty what a travesty Yes, and let me share, bro. And let me tell you what's worse again. Let me share. If you have been in church and you know, my, you know, brothers and sisters, you hear me very carefully. I'm going to, I'm going to make, I'm going to, I'm going to submit a truth, brothers and sisters. I know that it's, it's tough, but when I was coming up, they told me so. If you spend all your time in church and haven't grown spiritually, but grown in body, God will bring somebody to take your place. Are you getting what I'm saying, brothers and sisters? There are people out there who are getting ready behind closed doors for an opportunity. Are you with me? I, I think it was Les Brown who said, it is better to be prepared for an opportunity and not have one than to have an opportunity and not be prepared. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? Are you, they told me so, the old folks told me so a long time ago. They said, God is patient and God is good. But a time is going to come, brothers and sisters, when God is going to require us to deliver. And if you cannot deliver, he'll look for somebody else to deliver. That's what it says. What, the first? Jesus looked and he said, he looked at the children of Israel and he said, the unsafe will come in, pass you all and sit at the table with Abraham because you are so stiff-necked and set in your ways. You know what to do, but you will not do it. You can feel it year after year after year after year after year. You cannot memorize 10 scriptures. We didn't judge how long. No one, this mean, no wonder, no wonder, brothers and sisters, we don't understand that our help comes from the Lord. Yeah, our help comes from whom? The Lord. Father, we give you praise. Can you give the Lord a thank? I, I have to cut it short. I have to. <laughs> I, I, I've been studying. I've been, I've been reading this psalm for years and I'd never seen that until God stopped me this week and showed this to me because God is so interested in us he wants us to know that he's ready and available to help us if we only believe father we thank you can you just lift your hands and thank him father we thank you
and we praise you for reminding us hallelujah that you are ready and available and willing to help us glory be thank you can you just can you give him praise thank you lord glory be to jesus no glory be to jesus yes thank you lord hallelujah i'm not in that by myself i'm not doing life by myself glory be to jesus it doesn't matter what has happened it doesn't matter god said he will help me and i believe him glory be to jesus thank you lord hallelujah i'm not in life by myself glory be to jesus from today i'm not going to do life by myself i'm going to take it up to god and say god what do you think Hallelujah. Glory, glory. Man, I feel the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hey. Glory, glory. My God, I give you praise. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. My help comes from the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Thank you, Master. I give you praise. And when you speak my name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So tell Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hey! Glory, glory, glory. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Everything. He's interested in everything. Everything you do, everything you say, every every decision you're about to make, he wants to be in. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, glory be to God. Woo! Hey! Woo! Thank you, Jesus. He's still knocking, still knocking. Still knocking, saying, I want in, I want in, I want in. I'm not giving up on you. I am not giving up on you. I want in, I want in, I want in, I want in. He's still knocking. I'm still interested in you. I want in. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. All these years was not a waste. It was not a waste. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. God can give me a shortcut. Glory be to Jesus. All these years was not a waste. Oh God, we thank you. We praise you. We glorify your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. My, my, my. Woo! Thank you, Holy Spirit. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. If you're looking today, and you're wondering, is there help? God sent me to tell you he will help you. He will help you. He's interested in you. Has always been interested in you. And today, if you have not accepted Christ as your Lord, say this prayer with me. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for sending Jesus to be the propitiation for my sins. I recognize that I'm a sinner. And I thank you that you sent Jesus to take away my sins. I cannot help myself. Today, I accept him as my Lord and Savior in Jesus' name. Amen. If you accepted Christ, send an email to us at iogm at t-a-l-l-y at gmail.com. iogm tally at gmail.com. Amen. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> I, I, I know, I know exactly why God gave me that message. Amen. I know exactly. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. So those of you who are here, that was specifically for you. I didn't know you were coming. God knew you were coming. Amen. When I'm preparing my sermon, my mind is not on who's coming. I want to hear from God clearly. God knew you were coming and he had me change my entire sermon. Just like that. Just so that we who are here can hear this morning. Amen. You hear me? God is still knocking. Still knocking. He wants to be in on every decision. 
Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a thank you. Father, we thank you. Please take time to meditate on the word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11. And the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850-408-8496.